Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Warchant.com's fall kickoff live special right here on Warchant TV. Like the channel, subscribe to the Warchant TV channel as well. Tonight's program is brought to you by ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, where you can become an Access Rewards member. We'll tell you more about that in a bit. I am in my studio. The great Jeff Cameron <laughs> Cameron show is live practice field side. You can see that it's in the background. We're not allowed to film practice after a certain period of time, yeah. so Jeff has squeezed outside of the Al Dunlap facility uh, to chat with me about what he saw on day one of FSU football practice. Jeff, it's here. Are yeah. you sweating your ass off out there? I am sweating my ass off, and so were those guys. That was kind of the story, as you would expect it to be in day one. Uh, I don't want to get too detailed, uh, but, but you know, as you would expect, a lot of injuries. Uh, not, not a lot of injuries, a lot of cramps is the better way of saying that. Uh, no injuries. Guys have just had to come off the field because of cramps. Uh, and, you know, I saw a couple of guys – uh, dealing with the with the nausea that comes with exhaustion, dare I say, a couple guys having to deal with that. So yeah, day one is as it, to be expected, Tallahassee in the month of July and, and day one. But you know those guys, I thought fought through it for the most part and did a pretty good job. Um, you know they they tested them, uh, they didn't slow down one bit, they kept the pace going, and I think uh, you know good day one, good day one. But you know day one is really more about Tom. You're looking at bodies. You're looking to see who's in shape, who's coming in here ready to go, what the new guys look like. And I think most of us here were excited about what we saw in, in regards to, in particular, I think the offensive line. Uh, so the offensive line, uh, they've got a lot of big-bodied guys. All those transfers that have come in are going to compete. I think you can see that. Uh, I thought the Turnantine kid, who you'll see in this video in a minute, um, in a few seconds, he's 79. He's a giant human being. There he is. Uh, that's a guy right there that, you know, you don't know, Tom. We got to see why he was ineffective or inconsistent at his last stop at South Carolina, but he fits the mold. Yeah. Uh, I thought that as far as newcomers go, Julian Armella uh, is, 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 in terms of body type, is ready to go. Uh, big, big dude. I think they list him as 6'6", 315. And the reason I bring this up is that we've had some guys in previous years when you come to camp, Tom, where you look out there and you think, he can't play. He's not ready to play. He's not big enough. He's not strong enough. He's not – I mean, you know, you're always going to have to mold kids. You're always going to have to teach kids. You're always going to have to get kids and put them in positions to succeed. But if they don't have the body to play, it really doesn't matter. But they've got a lot of guys right now who physically fit the mold. 
Yeah, it's uh, again, I wasn't able to make it to practice today. So I'm going with what I see from our coverage at Warchan TV, the full 20 minute video of uh, the periods that were observable publicly to the media is available right now on Warchan TV. Go take a look at that after you're looking at snippets of that right now. There's one player that's on the screen right now, Jeff, number 71. That is Dimitri Emmanuel, the transfer from Charlotte. That dude looks like a hoss, sir. That looks like somebody who has the body type coming from, I know, Charlotte that is fit for playing at Power 5 football. How did he look today? I know it's shorts. I know yeah. there's no shoulder pads, but how did 71 look today? Yeah, he, he. I'm sorry I didn't mention him from the beginning because he was part of, again, I was looking at a lot of the newcomers. I wanted to see of the linemen, of the offensive linemen that they're bringing in, that they're going to they're gonna make compete and, and really try to push guys who has the requisite size to get in there and play. And you're right, he's a massive individual. In fact, I think he could probably use uh, Stan to lose a few pounds. But, he, you know, listen, he is another thick-bodied guy that's played a ton of football. This is going to be everything we hoped it would be when it comes to the offensive line competition. I really think that in, in their efforts to throw bodies, develop the younger guys, recruit at a higher level, identify transfer portal guys that fit the bill, they have nine to ten guys, bare minimum, that are going to have to get after it. By the way, Dylan Gibbons looks great. If yeah. I was going to criticize the guy last year, I got to praise him right now. He came into camp looking great, was in great shape, was able to move. Uh, I, I honestly, uh, I think I think I'm most excited about the offensive line competition. Yeah, Garrett says on the chat, I've never been more excited about 300-pound dudes. Well, yeah, take a place in line, Garrett. We all are excited about those things. Uh, and listen, it's not easy on these guys to start practice. Usually it's morning practices in the fall. They've got back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back afternoon practices. So if you need to lose a quick five pounds, it's a great way to do it, whether you're a member of the media or you're a member of the football team. To set the stage real quick, Jeff, you're going to be joining me for another you know, 10, 15 minutes or so reacting to what you saw in practice. Corey Clark is also going to step in and join me and give his reaction. He stayed behind for Mike Norvell's press conference and some of the player interviews, so we'll get some insights there. You stepped out before Mike spoke to the media because we wanted to be Johnny on the spot when it comes to our coverage. That's what we do at Warchant TV. So, Jeff, they're going through right now that the B-roll I'm looking at is a quarterback footage going back to the offensive line, back and forth. We talked a lot about the jumbo guys in the trenches on the offensive line, and that's certainly one of the top storylines for fall camp. But how about some of the other guys that might have stood out to you, be it skill position players, defensive players? What are some other things you saw today when you were out there? Well, I think for the most part, and this is always the case when you first start camp, the defense carried the day, Tom. Uh, there, there weren't a lot of successes for the offense and offense takes time. There's, you know, there's rhythm to that. Uh, so I don't know that there were a lot of highlights offensively. Uh, I, by the way, somebody asked this, I think in the chat early, Winston Wright was out here. He was in yep. pads. Uh, I, I, you know, other than that, I probably won't get into too much, but you know, he didn't necessarily participate in the route running and all that, but he was out here in warmups. He was running. So, you know, I think it's important to know that he was a participant. And I know a lot of people want to know whether he was out here. He was. So uh, that's interesting real quick. Look, I'm not going to parse words because I'm not going to get us in trouble and get our badges revoked for practice because they've got a mum's the word after the observable portion. But within those first 20 minutes, I, we saw him in the stretch line. There was a tweet on at War Chant put out a, a tweet of Winston going through stretches. And in that walkthrough period, too, he was running around. You could see him moving forward on that leg. I mean. We expect him not to be 100%, but you know what I mean, moving fluidly. Yeah, yeah he was trying to get loose. Yeah, he was trying to get loose. Um, I didn't see, 
you know, I didn't see anything where I'm like, oh, my God, that's a problem. This is going to be a, a long time. I didn't see anything that wowed me either. I just wanted to note that he was here, that he, you know, he had he, he was like everybody else dressed and ready to go. Uh, I saw him talking to some of the training staff. He seemed upbeat uh, and excited. Uh, probably won't want to get into too much more than that. And there wasn't too much more because, again, once they started in the team drills and they started throwing the ball around, he wasn't. That, that wasn't part of he wasn't part of that in day one, but but he was a guy that was out here ready to go. And so uh, for somebody that's coming off of uh, a severe car accident to see him out here and showing no, uh, you know, ill signs of that was encouraging. I just it was exciting to see. I don't want to paint a picture like that guy's starting this week or something like that or week one. But I do want to note that he was out here and, and, and looked in good shape. All right, so play the role of beat reporter or columnist, sir. If you were writing a takeaway from practice today, would it be the usual, the defense is ahead of the offense thing, uh, or yeah. was it a tenor of practice? What stood out to you most? What would be the headline outside of the newcomers and, and some of the body types that have shifted over the offseason? Uh, that they finally have enough in the way of size and depth to compete on the offensive line for all of these practices, to create an environment I think, and I'm projecting a little here, but again, if you saw those body types up close and personal, Tom, it's been a minute since Florida State had enough of, guy, of those guys, guys that look like that, look like big-time college football players in the trenches. They've had guys they've had to throw at the problem, but not guys who look like they could play the part. They got a lot of guys. That, to me, stood out. Again, until we get into pads, it's going to be hard to know who's what. But body type, size, depth, it's there on the offensive line. I think that creates the competition. Uh, everybody else, you know, again, it's a first practice. Guys looked a little rusty. Guys looked like they were uh, sucking wind a little bit. But, you know, it, it is traditional this time of year, especially that first week or so, maybe even longer. The defense is going to carry the day. Yeah. And I thought I thought that was the case. I think Corey's going to talk about that, too. I mean, we were standing next to each other for a lot of this and kind of comparing notes and um, you know, th th that defense has a chance to be pretty good. Uh, and, and I think they're going to be well ahead of the offense for a little while. I'll take a look at one particular photo that we have. And photos are going to be rolling out for you on the site, warchant.com. As Jeff, I'll ask you, I know you're doing the thing where you're testing out your arm strength from all the rowing you do at Orange Theory by holding yeah. your phone in the yeah. proper spot. Well, I'm trying to get those national championships in the background, baby. There you go. That's the right thing to do. See, here's yeah. a photo of Julian Armella reporting. And that, mm -hmm. to me, looks like the type of recruit we were talking about this on the jcs today the jeff cameron show which will be on tomorrow right here on war chant tv at one o'clock i was wondering aloud do these offensive line recruits even though they're true freshmen look like a different class of recruit and look at julian armello right there i mean uh, proof positive this doesn't look like a project that's going to take two three years before he even can sniff second team reps this looks like a player, and I'm wondering if the Earlies and the Saps and maybe the Rich Daughtry Richardson over the summer, they look like guys who maybe in their redshirt freshman year or the redshirt sophomore year could actually compete for starting jobs because Armella looks the part in that one photo right there. He does, and you can see he's even got room to put on some size. Uh, that's a good-looking 315. You know, that's, that's, that's the right kind of 315, and he can get bigger. So I'm excited about him, and – you know, I, I think those other guys you just mentioned stood out as well. It is a better class. It is a better group. So at this point, I mean, I really am pretty excited to watch these guys get into pads. I, I'm old school. Uh, to me, you come out here this first day and you want to see the newcomers. You want to see what they look like, 
Because a lot of that will tell you in terms of body density whether they're capable of contributing in year one. A lot of guys get out here. It's not just confusion about what they're learning and how fast the game is compared to high school, but it's also body types. And so you can pretty much tell quickly that first week, ah, he's a project, he's going to be a year or two. I like his athleticism, but he's not ready. Uh, this is the first time in a while where I saw more than a handful of guys, year one guys, Tom, first year guys, guys that we you know saw maybe in the spring and a couple that we hadn't that are here for the first time. And I said, all right, look at that. That guy looks like, and I'll give you one right now. Uh, and I don't want to get carried away with this. Darrell Powers stood out to me. I, I, I wrote down some notes here. The tight end, number 89, 6'4". He's every bit 245, 250, and it's all good weight. Uh, he's a guy, I don't know if he can, you know, they didn't do much in the way of, of, of throwing him the ball today. But there's a guy that I really want to see in pads because if he can block, and we know this with young tight ends, if he can block, he can get on the field in year one. He looks different than that tight end room that we've had in the past, which features about 35 guys who look like they don't, you know, they can't play. Does he move fluidly enough for you? Yeah. Now, again, uh, I think they're taking it easy with some of the newer guys. But, yeah, absolutely, I thought that uh, – he looked like a guy that was a, was athletic enough, yes. Z-Chan, thank you for your contribution to our special presentation of Fall Kickoff Live, presented by ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. We will let you know about NOLA. The, the Warchant staff is going to New Orleans. We don't have finalized plans yet, but you best believe there's going to be a Warchant HQ. Z-Chan, we will let you know. Thank you so much for your support. It is an exciting day, and this is another guy I'm excited about. I talked about him within a couple minutes of the Open, Dimitri Emanuel. Look at the size of this guy. I was wondering today on the show, are we getting somebody who looks more like uh, a Caden Lyles when they step on campus? Or are we getting somebody who looks more like springtime Maurice Smith when they get on campus? Well, there's my answer. Look at the size of that guy. 71 will be competing uh, for a job in that starting rotation. Uh, I just, I can't get over Jeff. We, we talked about it in spring that first day. It was mostly about the receiver transfers and Jared verse and yeah. Tate Bethune. This day is more about the trenches and it's specifically more about the offensive line. Ira texted me not too long ago. He said, I counted 21 dudes that are going to be able to practice day to day. The quality of practice for everybody, the defensive line, the quarterbacks taking the snaps, it's going to be uh, of higher quality and it's going to speed along development process, I would think for a lot of players. Yeah, and, and you asked me earlier, that's a more succinct way of putting it, Tom. I think you're absolutely right about that. I, to me, that's really what stood out. I was just looking at the sheer mass and number of bodies up front that are going to be able to compete. You know, we like, obviously, this defensive line quite a bit. We've talked about that being the strength of the team. So when, when they go head-to-head, -head, when the pads come on, and you have the depth and the size to be able to work the reps that you want, going against a quality defensive line and some really, you know, a veteran presence there, you're going to learn a lot pretty quickly about who's ready to go, who's competing, and who has a chance to enter that rotation. You know, Mike Norvell talked about that a little bit the other day at the luncheon. So I think, uh, I think that's what he's excited about. You know, you were at ACC kickoff there in Charlotte, and, you know, I know there was the video. He got kind of downright giddy when he talked about the, the bodies that they have on the offensive line. Standing here today, seeing that offensive line, seeing the depth of guys that they rotated in, I know why he's happy. He hasn't had it. At no point has he had it since he's arrived. He now has it. Now, I'm not trying to paint a picture that this is a dominant group and it's Alabama's offensive line. But in the past, I can't stress this enough, the level of competition that they could create was not where it needed to be because they didn't have enough guys. They didn't have enough depth of talent or size. They do now. 
So we'll see where that takes them, but it certainly provides much better competition day in and day out at practice. It's day one again. They're in shorts. They're in no shoulder pads, everybody. It's just a helmet on. Uh, we were just looking at extended clips of Jordan Travis working out. Did you notice that he put on more weight, Jeff? Did, did that look noticeable to you, or did he look like much the same in terms of body build? I think he's a little thicker. It's nothing appreciable. It's nothing that you're going to look at and go, oh, my God, that looks different. He's still fast, Tom. Yeah. He's still really fast. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. There were several times that my man had to break the pocket uh, and do what he does. And, you know, we take for granted, I think, that athleticism because we've seen it so many times. And, frankly, we know the area that he has to work on is just the drop-back passing game. So when that happens – you're kind of, you know, okay, you roll your eyes, but you shouldn't because sometimes you see a run and you think to yourself, well, there's there's that speed that we know he has and that elusiveness. And so you saw some of that today. But, again, it's early uh, and it's day one. So, you know, you can't glean too much, but you, you are able to get a look at the body types and you're able to see uh, which freshmen look like they can contribute. I have to get out of the way as a player is getting in his car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's live. If you didn't think this is live, there's evidence for you. Players are yeah. going home. Well, the player, the players are walking out to their cars now, so they're going to hear me talking about them. And if I get accosted on video here, at least we've got it documented forever. But uh, well, yeah, no, everything was good. Let's put that to the test because you have the most <laughs> rotten luck in the world. Uh, you don't see many good Johnny Wilson days. And there's a photo of Johnny Wilson on the right walking into camp. Uh, how did he look today? Because he was getting praised last week at ACC kickoff. Specifically, Jamie Robinson was talking about how uh, Johnny Wilson was one of the players who stood out in PRPs. And I asked Marcus Woodson yesterday about that, the defensive backs coach, and he said, yep, that the reports are good from the summer. Did you get to see the unicorn day from 14 or no? Yeah, he was fine. You know, I mean, he was fine. <laughs> no, no, listen, he, he wasn't bad. I, I'm not trying to intimate anything else. He, he was, he's in shape. He came in in shape without question. Um, and I thought, you know, that that's always a good sign. You want to see that the returning guys that had good springs that impressed you early on are still in great shape, and then maybe they added something to it. He looked great. He was tired by the end because he got a lot of reps. He got a lot of reps, I'll tell you that. I, without getting into detail, he got plenty of reps. Um, and so, no, I, hey, I will tell you this. I didn't see any glaring drops, nothing where I thought, oh, my goodness, here we go. No, nothing like that. I thought he looked well. He looked good. Um, there was really nothing wrong. I, I don't want to paint the wrong picture. There's really nothing wrong with the offense per se. It's just defense is so far ahead early on in camp. And, and you just know that's going to be the case. And, and I don't think Mike would be mad at me if I told you guys that, look, it's hot as hell out here. And you can see some guys dragging ass. You could really see some guys getting tired the more the day went on. And I can't blame them. Um, you know, if you live in Tallahassee, if you live in the state of Florida, you live in the South, you, you know damn well what I'm talking about. So, so day one's always tough. And I think a guy is, I think what compounds the problem isn't so much that it's hot. Look, it's hot year round here, just about, but it's the adrenaline. It's the excitement. It's, it's that, you know, they, they come out the gates going, 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 and they're being motivated every second. And you got the coaches harping on you. If you're a newer guy or a younger guy, or just a guy that wants to win a job, you're giving everything you got from the jump. And you got to learn to pace yourself a little bit in terms of that adrenaline takes over and wears you out pretty quickly. And again, these are just generalized overviews, nothing specific. Um, I, I just thought that for a day one, they were fine, but it was, it was the defense's day and, and, and it's going to be, I'll tell you this, you, we could do this thing tomorrow and again over the weekend and probably early next week. And it's going to be the defense that carries the day, partly because that's the better unit. But also because until they start getting into a rhythm and they can really rep it, I think offense is always woefully behind. So I, I wouldn't freak out about it. 
but I think that the offense is going to have to have a little bit of acclimation time. We're going to give you a reprieve in just a moment, but uh, Corey Clark has yet to join the program. I guess that means interviews are still going on. So let me, let me uh, ask you a question or two based upon what Ira texted me, his observations. Two players that looked very good to him were Amari and Cooper. No surprise there, Duke Cooper. Sam McCall stood out to Ira. Okay, good point. Okay, so I'm going to jump on that one. Uh, I'm so glad you went there because I jotted that down on my notes too and didn't get to it. Shame on me. Sam McCall had a great practice, Tom. Physical, aggressive, a lot of energy, broke up a couple of passes, did a lot of everything. They had him all over the field. I told you at the end of spring that I was a little higher on Sam McCall than I think some other people were. And everybody likes him. I'm not saying anybody didn't think he could play. But that guy right there has a whole lot of what for. And I love that in a football player. And then he's an athlete. He's an athlete. If you just get to where you know where you're supposed to be, I think he can contribute just like Thomas can in this first year. Um, so I thought he looked great. And and Duke Cooper always looks good. You know, it's funny. We take it for granted. I just see him make plays, and I'm like, oh, okay, he's good. We're good. And, you know, I, I shouldn't do that because for much of last year, we wondered whether or not we'd ever have a corner that we trusted again. And then he became the guy, right? He emerged late. He ends up having that game against Miami, and he ends up being a guy. He took the field today almost as if he knew, oh, yeah, I, I got this. I got this. And so he's – I don't think we're going to have to worry about Duke Cooper. He's a player. That's good because yesterday when I was asking, you know, the coaching staff, and, and I alluded to it, and sometimes they respond to it well and sometimes they don't, but I asked, it looks like you've got two spots locked down with Duke and Kevin Knowles in the slot because a lot of the chatter yesterday was about Kevin's not moving. He's too valuable at nickel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of the responses I got was, well, I mean, they still got to earn it. And I was like, ooh, is that maybe a message being sent to the two incumbent starters that – you know, uh, maybe they had a rough summer. I, I was wondering if it was message sending on the record by the coaching staff. But if you're telling me that Amari and Cooper came out ready to go, no, uh, no, maybe that was much ado about nothing. Well, you know, coaches are never going to tell you the day before camp opens up that this guy is going to start no matter what and that his job is cemented. They want to motivate everybody from Jordan Travis on down the list. But I do think that uh, unless he does something to screw it up, I, I just don't know how he's not the guy. He's so instinctual. Very confident, very comfortable. Uh, you watch him. He seems to, you know, he certainly has a really good job. He does a really good job with route recognition. So I, I don't, you know, that's a guy I, I think we can feel pretty good about. It's going to be interesting. The competition on the other side is going to be very fascinating, Tom. I do believe that. Um, Knowles will be out there a lot. Uh, he was great today. Uh, it's day one. I, I, I feel like the secondary, you know, Akeem Dent looked really comfortable out there today. He's another guy. He cracks me up. He has fun playing football, man. And I'll tell you something. That's a guy that has done a 180. If you think about the first half of last season, Tom, I'm not real sure Keem Dent was happy to be here. Yeah. I think if you watch him now, he's loving his role. He's playing with a lot of confidence. But until we get these pads on, I, I just, I'm very careful to overstate any one thing. But the veteran presence was was as solid as you expected it to be, especially on defense. On a level of one to five, how tired are your arms from holding your phone right now? Well, I'm pretty strong, Tom. So, <laughs> you know, we could go another half hour if need be. But The good thing is you're good. I'm going to do some housekeeping, and then Corey <laughs> is in the green room. I'm going to welcome him in. Thank you, Jeff. That's yeah. the great Jeff Cameron from the Jeff Cameron Show. Fieldside, take it easy, brother. Have a good show tonight on your uh, other life in broadcasting. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun. And I had a great time, and it was good to talk to everybody. Thanks for joining us here on the Fall Kickoff Live and all that good stuff. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jeff. That was Jeff Cameron. Now I've got a promo for you before I welcome in Mr. Corey Clark, and that is 
Tune in this Sunday night into Monday morning, everybody. We've got a special presentation for you Sunday the 31st into the stroke of midnight on August 1st. Warchant.com presents Midnight Madness. It is a special live show only right here on Warchant TV. It begins at the stroke of midnight on Monday, August 1st. We'll have special guests. We'll have uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun on Monday, August the 1st at midnight. There it is. Bookmark it right now on this channel. Get yourself a nap on Sunday night so you can watch it live with us. Stroke of Midnight, that's Sunday right here on Warchan TV. Make sure to like and subscribe. So we pivot from outside in the parking lot to, I believe, the third baseline at Dickhauser Stadium with the one, the only, Corey Clark. What's up, Corey? How are you? What's up, T. Lang? How are you? Let me go ahead and tell you ahead of time. I'm not going to be on here for 20 minutes. My arm can't handle it. There we go. All right. I can't hold this bad boy for 20 minutes. I'm not as strong as Jeff Cameron. He was doing the pacing, walking back and forth, and you saw the switch through. Yeah. So, uh, all right. My phone's a little jacked up, so I apologize. When I try to do sideways, that's what happens, weirdly. So I got to do that. I got to do this angle. It sounds like you've got portrait mode locked on your iPhone, but we're not going to troubleshoot live on the air right now. (laughs) One chance fall kickoff live. All right, Corey, your arm has a certain amount of battery power in it, not just your phone. So tell me what you saw today and what stood out. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I heard a little bit of Jeff. I, I don't know how much he talked about it. Um, you know, I thought the defense was much better than the offense. I don't think that's uh, um, surprising at all. Um, I did think there were times where Jordan Travis looked really sharp um, and the receivers made some plays. But overall, uh, the defense won the day, which, again, isn't surprising, right? Um, you know, I, I want to see, and I did not see it today, I want to see these this wide receiver core take a step. But they got 30 days, right? They got they got 30 days, well, really 37 days, because they, they should be good enough to handle Duquesne, to, to, to make these leaps, which they need to make. But it was today, uh, the DBs, the secondary, really the whole, the whole 11 on that side of the ball kind of won the day. So, uh, you know, Jeff obviously stepped out, Corey, before Mike Norvell spoke and some of the yeah. players. Uh, what were the highlights of, of their chatter with the media? Yeah, so I asked Norvell um, what was he most encouraged by on day one and what was something that he really needed to see some improvement on. And he said the speed was what he was most encouraged by. They, they did a heavy – this was an install practice, which normally maybe isn't, but he's got so many returning guys that they felt they could throw that at him. And the young guys were swimming a little bit because it was an install day. It was a – it was like a middle of the middle of August type practice here in early or late July. So, um, but he liked the speed. He liked the fact that there weren't any communication breakdowns um, really on either side of the ball. There were very few penalties. The first steps, which was what he was looking for were really good. And he just wanted that. He wanted them to be aggressive and to, and to have that speed and not look, you know how you are when you're confused, you, you don't run as fast. You don't run as hard. You don't believe. Um, and he, he thought that they, he liked that the most, the speed of the practice, the speed of what they did. And then the thing he didn't like, he just, you know, the stuff that all coaches will say, attention to detail, little things here and there, one-on-one battles that weren't won on both sides of the ball. Um, but overall, he did seem to like the speed. That he, he said the speed, just like I have now, he said the speed like five or six times. Well, okay, so let's ask about this in a speedy manner. Once again, Corey Clark joining us from Fieldside, uh, Florida State Football Practice. This is Fall Camp Live on Warchant TV like and subscribe uh Corey if there were a couple of names that stood out to you maybe you wrote them on your notepad or in your uh, iPhone or whatever uh what were the areas that you concentrated on today when you were watching practice and who were some of the guys that stood out to you and you said oh okay that's a good start for this player yeah I, usually for me it's always wide receivers versus DBs that those those matchups and uh you know my man number 20 was REA Thomas I, yeah I don't know if he's going to start uh, but he's going to play a ton he's just too good not to um 
and he had a really good day. Um, and then I thought Cooper had his normal good day, and I thought Sam McCall had a nice day. Sam McCall, not just in the one-on-ones where he won a couple of battles, but in the 11-on-11, he came on a blitz and noticed that a guy, noticed that a, uh, uh, a tight end or a running back slipped out behind him, <clears throat> and he jumped up and deflected the pass. Damn, these bugs. Guys, you know Tallahassee with these bugs in late July. It's nuts. Should I move, Tom? Is the sun bothering people? Nah. Is that better? Yeah, that's um, actually that's real good right there. That's kind of like that guy with the ponytail who used to stand up right in front of you, right where you're standing at. Yeah, that. right. That Remember that baseball. guy? That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I would say uh, those two guys, Azaria Thomas and both Sam McCall, both looked really, really good. And the the good news, if you're if you're concentrating on the defense, nobody looked bad. Nobody was like, oh golly, that's going to be a problem. Like the offense had very little time to, uh, very little success in the eleven on eleven, which. You know, look, it's early in the season. If you had to pick one, you want to be really good on defense, and maybe they will be, but they're certainly right now ahead of the offense, which, look, man, I know people want to hear about long touchdowns and Jordan Travis going 14 for 14, but do you really in, in, in preseason practice? Because that's not a good sign for your defense. He, he didn't have a lot of lanes to throw to, and when he did, he had a couple bad drops. He is the one, the only Corey Clark, the lead writer, the senior writer for Warchant.com. He's battling post gallbladder surgery. And oh, he's I, I am. I'm, I'm tough, man. I'm tough. And also, I got a little, uh, little bit of uh, something taken off the top of the tip of my nose a couple days ago. See, so I'm going to test that out because I had skin cancer last year. So if you see anything on my nose, that's that's what that is. It's not just an open wound because I'm, you know, I don't have lesions. Um, and then I, I was going to, I was going to say, um, talking to Tatum Bethune. I, you know, he talked about that he had groin surgery right before the spring game. Um, and so he wasn't really at 100% even last spring, and he's still getting back. Uh, he was out there. He was a full participant today, but he talked about how he still got to get more into shape and get get more to full speed. But that guy was good last spring, and he was working with not a great groin. So if his groin's 100% healthy, you, you imagine that he's going to be even better than he looked in the spring. So I thought that was that was probably the most enlightening things from the, the player interviews that we got today. You sound 80% like you and 20% like a robot, Corey, because of uh, technical stuff. So uh, oh, we're going to say a, a good evening to you. And I wouldn't have thought it was lesions. I would have thought it's just because you're a street brawler. You, you, I mean, listen, you don't turn down throwing down if you get the opportunity right. Don't you're not don't challenge anyone. Tom's joking. Please don't challenge me to a fight, everyone. <laughs> I'm too old and my stomach's all beat up. He is the senior writer, the lead writer for Warchant.com, Corey Clark, reporting stadium side. And we say goodnight to you, Corey. I'll see you probably tomorrow, right? Peace out, T-Lang. You're the best. All right. Thanks, man. See ya. That was Corey Clark. And uh, he and Jeff Cameron reporting field side for us for Warchant.com and Warchant TV. If you have not subscribed yet, what are you waiting for, folks? This is the kind of coverage that we bring you all the time right here on Warchant TV. It is absolutely free. You're looking at some B-roll from football practice today. That's right. Camp started today in Tallahassee. You can head to Warchant TV right now. Take a look at 20 minutes of practice footage. This is but a morsel of what you will see there. I'm going to bring up a uh, real quick here. Couple of photos before we say goodnight on Warchant TV. Here is a look at Dennis Briggs, who I can tell you the coaching staff uh, yesterday when we got to talk to them at the media luncheon, they're very high on Dennis Briggs being able to reproduce somewhat close to what Keir Thomas was able to bring to the table last season for FSU. He wears number six for FSU. He was not available fully in spring. You got to see glimpses of Dennis Briggs moving back out to the defensive end position. Well, now he appears to be a full go. Next up here is Kalen DeLoach. 
And again, Kalen Deloach is penciled in to be one of the starting linebackers for Florida State. He'll be moving next to Tatum Bethune this year. Good thing that they got experience together in the spring working together. We will see more of Kalen Deloach as spring wears on. And finally, one of the anchors in the back end of the defense, it's Akeem Dent. A lot of people talking about Jamie Robinson, and rightfully so, as he led the team in tackles last year, and he's an enforcer over the middle of the field. But you heard Akeem Dent's name mentioned. I believe it was Jeff who did so. We will be looking for him, number 27 on defense, in the days to come. He is going to be an enforcer for Florida State. So the schedule for us right now on War Chant TV, we're about to wrap up here with ABC Fine Wine and Spirits Fall Camp kickoff tomorrow night at 8 p.m. right here on this channel. Bookmark that. It is a recruiting chat with Michael Langston. I'll be hosting it, but Michael Langston will be answering your questions 8 p.m. right here on War Chant TV ahead of the summer camp kickoff, or uh, I believe it's the cookout, the Seminole cookout. It's not really my brand, the uh, recruiting game, but uh, the seminal cookout on Saturday, July the 30th. Michael gets you primed for that. And obviously tomorrow at one o'clock right here on War Chant TV, the Jeff Cameron show, we will be reacting even more to what we saw today in the first day of FSU's fall camp of 2022. The season is here. How exciting is that? And remember, I'll send you off with this one, everybody. Sunday night, the stroke of midnight into Monday morning, warchant.com presents Midnight Madness. Special guests, a special show live right here on Warchant TV. You don't want to miss it. If you got to take a nap, go for it. Hey, Ralph and our friends out in Hawaii, this is actually prime time for you. You don't have to do a damn thing except turn on Warchant TV in prime time. If you've not done so, subscribe to Warchant TV right now. Like this video so more people get to find our great coverage of Florida State sports right here on Warchant TV. So our thanks to Jeff Cameron, our thanks to Corey Clark. My name is Tom Lang. We will talk to you on Warchant TV next time. And Z-Chan, thanks for shouting us out, man. I appreciate you and everybody else in the chat. We'll talk to you next time right here on Warchant TV.